right, buddy. Welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vowels on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Hover? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm just excited to talk some SEC football. Cannot wait for this uh, SEC championship game we got coming up. Mm-hmm. We got some news and notes around the league. And <laughs> my buddy Ty Richardson, we got just got off the line with him, Shane. So, uh, Loaded, loaded show. You know what? Absolutely. Yeah, I see uh, Twisted Rooster there telling me to put down my my spaghetti, but that's kind of why I was late, man. I was up <laughs> the old Cracker Barrel, man. Uh, that that one took a little bit longer than usual. I figured out I could pay that bill from my phone now, so hopefully I'll be able to get out of there sooner next time. But uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, haven't got to listen to Ty's interview just yet, so um, I'll be listening with the listeners here in a little while and uh, look forward to that. Ty's always great having on. I appreciate him taking the time to hang out with us. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. We're trying to do it um... – <laughs> I kind of I apologize, Shane. I, I mix it up every every dang time how we're doing this. But so we got the tie interview for for the audio listeners tomorrow. They'll just get it on the show like normal. The yeah. video it's going live in about an hour. So we'll yeah. wrap up here. They'll be able to listen to Ty here in just a minute. He's got a prediction for uh, the Duke basketball game, which is I believe tonight. Uh, talks KJ, Bobby Petrino, Sam Pittman. So great conversation with Ty, but. Uh, yeah, are you ready to get into it, brother? Hell, Mike, I was born ready, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny because a lot of people have been talking about this. So my Mike, I haven't quite figured it out. The My technical guy, he left. He went to Nashville, Tennessee. So <laughs> so I'm trying to figure this out, but I promise you, uh, I, I think by Saturday we'll have this thing rolling. So don't forget, you know, um, Saturday, obviously, huge game, SEC championship. Me and Mike, before the game. We're going to have a little preview. So we'll, we'll give you the times when we get a little bit closer. Uh, but then we're also going to meet at half and then after the game. So we're going to be well involved with this SEC championship. We both think that it's going to be a heavyweight championship. And so be sure to tune in on YouTube and subscribe that SEC podcast. Yeah. I can't wait for it, Shane. So this will be the first time we've ever done something like this. So hopefully the audience enjoys it. Uh-oh, we're losing you, Shane. I don't know if you're connected well to the internet. But anyway, uh, we got this SEC championship game, like we're saying, and, and I just want a little update here, Shane. Georgia currently a six-and-a-half-point favorite. It keeps getting larger and larger in the Bulldogs' favor, so that's kind of interesting. 54-and-a-half total points is the over-under right now. Uh, we're not picking the game, but I just want everybody to give you a heads up. And then Georgia, Shane. Update, latest update from Athens. None of this is official, but All-American tight end Brock Bowers, outstanding receiver Lad McConkey, Ra-Ra Thomas, and starting offensive lineman Tate Ratledge, all expected to play <laughs> in the SEC, as if there was any doubt that these All-Stars, I mean, this is the freaking, we call it the SEC championship, but it's really the national championship. You know what? 
Do you remember that that WWE where Sting's coming out of the top? You know, that's what they should do with Brock Bowers. Just have him sliding down the zip line. You know, <laughs> uh, it's going to be awesome. There was no doubt in my mind that these boys were going to show up. They were going to be ready to rock and roll, and uh, it, it should be like I said, an epic, epic battle. I can't, I cannot wait uh, to definitely get in the scores, Mike, because me and you've been chirping a little bit in the back of the scenes here, and uh, I have feeling that we may be thinking two different teams here yeah the sec super bowl as tim calls it that's what it is you know what yeah definitely hey real quick so so who's airing this game i didn't even look at that um uh, let me just boil down to who's commentating this damn thing it'll be old uh this is the final one shane i swear i'm not i'm not pulling your chain anymore it's the final time gary and brad calling an sec game and uh I gotta be honest, Shane. I mean, I'm ready for the new era, but I think yeah. I will. I will miss the Gary bashing. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be great, man. I think there'll be a whole thread just for Gary on his way out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, news item here, Shane. I had to get into this. I already did an emergency podcast, and uh, I don't know the latest, but uh, it, it certainly seems like. You know, it was reported KJ Jefferson going to enter mm-hmm. the transfer portal. He quickly, uh, you know, put put water to that fire and, and said, "Hey, I haven't made my decision yet." And they they've now officially added Bobby Petrino. That's you know, there's no more speculation on that. And uh, apparently, KJ is going to be at the basketball game tonight. So I mean, that just further leads you to believe that he'll stay at Arkansas. But I've heard uh, our buddy John Neighbors on the radio say. You know, he, he thinks KJ will leave, but he's he's not reporting. He's just speculating. But what, what's your thoughts on this, all this, Shane? Because I, I've seen some Razorback fans, you know, they're ready to turn the page, coming off a bad season. Personally, yeah. I think KJ and Bobby Petrino's offense, I mean, I, I think that's a, a potential grand slam. Uh, I, I'd love to see KJ stay, but uh, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I, I'm – I'm kind of torn here too, you know, because part of you wants to a clean slate, move forward. You know, you got your OC now, but then the part of you is like, well, who better can lead this team than KJ Jefferson? So I, I think it's just a, a, a battle internal battle. I think it's more about KJ. What does he want? Does he think that this is going to increase his odds going to the next level by staying with, with Arkansas and the Bobby Petrino system or, can he go somewhere else and, and maybe shine, you know? And and I think I don't know. This you will talk about tough recruiting. This is if I'm Sam, if I'm Bobby, I'm I'm in his damn living room every single day trying to convince him to stay and show him why. And I and I think that's the biggest piece is is convincing him that this offense is going to be geared around him, that this offense, we're gonna get some linemen in here, we're gonna protect his ass so that he will have opportunities. These are the playmakers we plan on bringing through the portal, you know. So I, I don't know. I I I'm not ready to close the door on KJ Jefferson, but you know, I, I just think he gives you the best shot to, to pull off. Uh, I don't know, like our bounce back, if you will. Yeah, I got you. Well, and again, maybe this is unfair shame, but let's play a little game here. All right. In the Bobby Petrino offense, KJ staying at Arkansas. Yeah. There's been a lot of, a lot of people speculating, uh, maybe Mississippi state, Jeff Levy plays in that, uh, Kendall Browse system that he, that, that KJ thrived in. 
their CB or CBS 24-7, whatever you want to call it. They have reported South Carolina would be the lead leaders, I, I think is how they phrased it for, for KJ if he entered the portal. I think Auburn, you freeze. I mean, I think that makes all the sense in the world. And a lot these LSU fans are like over the moon. They want KJ. So I, I, I realize I'm throwing a lot at you, but what do you think makes the most sense for KJ? Staying at Arkansas, Mississippi State, with, with Jeff Levy's offense, uh, Hugh Freeze, Auburn offense, or, or South Carolina. Dow Loggins used to be uh, you know, there at Arkansas, so there's that previous relationship. Which yeah. one do you think – who would get the most out of KJ? I guess that's the real question. Uh, that's a good one, man. And uh, if I'm KJ Jefferson, I, th- I think if I'm looking at those three options, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean a little more toward probably Auburn. Mm. Uh, I, I, now, don't get me wrong. I think South Carolina is very intriguing, but I don't know how hard these guys are looking. They got goggles back there, and you know, I, I think they're <laughs> they're excited about the next chapter they got there in South Carolina. But you know, if I'm now, if I'm KJ, you know, obviously I, I love the playmakers that are there. You know, I mean, you will talk about loaded wide receiver room. They've got it, but. But then on the backside, it's like, do I want to run for my life like I just did with Arkansas? So I don't know. I, I think if I'm going somewhere, I'm leaning a little more toward Auburn. I got you. Yeah, that's kind of the that one makes a lot of sense. And again, I've I've not heard any of that, but that, that's just us kind of speculating. But is there any other schools that you? I, I think another intriguing one would be Kentucky. You know, I don't I don't know what what Leary's situation is, but you know if. You, you talk about having an offensive line, having some wide receivers, an yeah. offense that you know that has shown that those guys can come in for one year and go to the league. You know, I think that would be an intriguing. Uh, not saying that they're in the mix or anything like that, but that would be one I'd look at. Yeah, that's what I not thought of Shane, and you know, I don't think the the system necessarily fits him, but and maybe I've I've soured a little bit because Devin Leary. You know, didn't live up to the hype, so yeah. may, maybe that scares off a transfer quarterback. But you, you make some good points. Off, they've had a number of offensive linemen commit to returning. They've got great receivers. Yep. I mean, you could do a heck of a lot worse than Kentucky. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see it. And the one guy, Shane, that um, they got a head coach that's dedicated and never wants to leave Lexington. <laughs> you know, they both are just there for one more year. You know. <laughs> <laughs> One guy that uh, won't be in the SEC, Shane, Max Johnson, announced today that uh, he's heading to North Carolina. I know a lot of uh, Arkansas fans were wondering, can they get Max Johnson? With, go, goodbye, Brad. I, where's Brad going yeah. with you on Saturday if, uh, you know, Jake Johnson, the brother, the tight end, stays at, at A&M and, and Max goes to North Carolina? I mean, Oh, they'll not- keep one of them. They'll, they'll keep one of them. Mom will be up there. We'll have to hear about volleyball again or something. <laughs> uh, and then another one, Shay. This this got this was interesting. I thought Florida quarterback Max Brown, the guy that started the Florida State yeah. game, he entered the portal today. So uh, I, I guess Graham Mertz is coming back. I didn't realize that at the time. They've got a five star freshman, so it's not like it's going to kill Florida by any means. But yeah. You'd, you'd like to have depth there, you know. I mean, they're they're a team that that has no depth at quarterback. Now, I didn't catch this. Uh, what about ATN? That's the one that I keep hearing rumors about. Yeah, so nothing official yet for uh, Trevor ETN, their, their outstanding running back. But man, they need him back because I I don't know, but I would imagine yeah. Montreal Johnson. Um, I believe he's a junior, so 
these running backs, they, they typically don't stay in college a long time. So I, th- I think he's going to go to the NFL. That, again, yeah. I'm just speculating. But if he if he leaves and ETN leaves via transfer, ooh, buddy. I mean, we we Billy Napier already on yeah. a warm seat. That that's not going to help it. Yeah, no, I I was really intrigued with that one because there's a lot of people that would love to have that talent on their roster, but. I think the one that needs it the most is the one he's at. So, absolutely, Billy's <laughs> got to keep that guy. Yeah, and, and how about this, Shane? I wanted to ask you this because I, I took some heat on Twitter, but we kind of uh, talked a little bit about this already, but Spencer Rattler, he's officially declared for the NFL draft. Yeah. And I said that, you know, again, we can look at numbers. If you just want to go by numbers, I think that's stupid because – if you just if we're just going by numbers, Will Rogers is the second best quarterback in SEC right. history. I mean, it, I, I'm not trying to trash him, but clearly he's not right. So, right. Uh, I'm not going by numbers, but I, I'm just saying, aside from Jane Daniels, mm-hmm. I think Spencer Rattler, second best quarterback in the SEC this season. And again, if you didn't watch South Carolina, then that's probably a bizarre take to you. But we watch them mm-hmm. every week, and he wait, was number for- nine. <laughs> or number two. Is that what you said? <laughs> I said? I said number two. No, number nine, I said in the preseason. Number two, yeah. by the end of it, it just, you know, I mean, he was running for his life the whole damn season. Yeah. Little help. Mo- most of the season, well, about three quarters of it, no running game either. Um, I, I think, and again, I, they, they had an awful season. I get it. But uh, without him, I mean, I don't even know if they would have won more than one game. I, I think I was wildly impressed by Spencer Rattler this year. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that, Mike, and and I, I hope he he finds this video, you know, because he's number one <laughs> in your heart. I know that. Uh, here's here's my thing. I, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. And I know there's a lot of people in the in the Milro camp that are freaking out that you've even considered this, but I'm telling you, the dude's got it. And and if he had a, a healthy Alabama roster around him, he'd had a hell of a season too, you know? So I'm, I'm right there with you. The only pulse on that South Carolina time uh, team at, at the time is Spencer. So give me, I I'm right there with you. Rattler number two, easy. Yeah. Not easy. I would say, I, I would say Jalen's right there. I'd say he would be the third and obviously mm-hmm. Daniels is in a world of his own. Right. All right. Uh, now we got some mailbag questions, Shay. Before we get to this well, interview with Tyreek, wait, we got to throw uh-huh. Cook in there too. I mean, I mean, Brady, Brady's there. Okay, so now there's like four guys, but that mm. that there's a top tier and that second tier. I would I would say it's pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Those Mizzou fans. I mean, they're they're all cloud nine. They never booed their quarterback. They were no, 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 they, no. They were behind him the whole time. You know, what? the entire time. Absolutely. Well, the way <laughs> he's been playing to tell this season, I give it to him too. You know, he's a game. He's a gamer. Right. Uh, all right, buddy, you ready to uh, tackle some uh, SEC mailbag questions? Yeah, let's do it. And this is, uh, you know, the same question that we're getting right here. It's pretty wild that this happened. But uh, Cousin Bo, also a uh, uh, commenter here, the King, I don't know how to say that. But if there was a 12-team playoff this year, Shane, yeah, Mizzou and Ole Miss would have made the, the 12-team playoff, right? Right. So, question from Cousin Bo. Again, I, I realize this is a hypothetical, but if we had the 12 team this year, Ole Miss and, and Mizzou make it, mm-hmm. who goes further in a 12-team playoff this year? This this year's Ole Miss or, the, or this year's Mizzou? What's your thoughts on that? Hmm. 
Because <laughs> these fans, man, these fans are going back and forth. They're they're battling on who deserves a better bowl game. You yeah. Know, Ole Miss fans say you ain't beat nobody. Mizzou saying, well, hell, you lost everybody too. I mean, it's it's like a battle here. We're getting between Mizzou and Ole Miss. I I didn't even know there was hatred, but now there is apparently. So so Ole Miss lost. They lost three, right? Then no, they lose bo- no both two. of them. I'll throw up the schedules right here. Yeah, Bo- yeah. Both of them 10 and 2 on the season. Shane Mazoo lost to LSU at home and at Georgia, just like yeah. everybody. <laughs> and then Ole Miss, you lose at Alabama and at Georgia, and that's it. So, uh, I mean, you, I think you could go either way on this question. This is a great question, but uh, which team do you think would go further in a, in a hypothetical 12 team playoff, Mazoo or Ole Miss? Yeah, that's a good one. And I'm going Mizzou. I'm going Mizzou here. <laughs> of course. Of course well, you I were. Mean, think, think about this for a second. Pull up pull up Mizzou's schedule here. Okay. And this is kind of the way I'm looking at it. All right. So how did they close out the season? You know yeah. what I'm saying? They they kicked Kentucky and South Carolina's ass. They had yep. it close against Georgia. They mm-hmm. destroyed Tennessee. The, the Florida game, I I Obviously, that's kind of sitting out there like a sore thumb, but then they, they double down and whoop up on Arkansas. Now, bring up Ole Miss mm-hmm. and, and and look just at strength of schedule. You look at those teams, you look at this one. We've got Auburn, touchdown. They beat Vanderbilt. It's tied against Texas A&M, fired their coach. Georgia, <laughs> they got destroyed. UL, who gives a shit? And Mississippi State, you know, some are saying the one of the worst teams in the SEC, you know, and I get it's the Egg Bowl, but it's still only a 10-point game. So I think at this moment, if these two teams face, I think that's what we're boiling it down to, which team is, is better. I think it would be a great game, but I think Mizzou would walk away the victor. Shane, I was ready to go with Ole Miss. But you talked me into Mizzou. Come on, the answer's Mizzou. Yeah, you're right. They're red hot right now. Yeah. They're unstoppable. Cody Strait. I mean, hell, we, we've talked up Judkins for a year, and it, this is no slight to him, but Cody Schrader's even had a better year than Judkins. Yeah. So, uh, Where, where's him Mizzou beers at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the right answer. All right, uh, how about this one, Shane, from, uh, from Trey Tucker? He always loves ass, too. So we'll get the first one first. Where, where's our confidence level? Let's change his name to Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he ain't doing three questions. Come on, Trey. Where's his confidence level next season with, uh, or, or where's our confidence level with Arkansas, Texas A&M, and mm-hmm. Mississippi State? So basically, I, I think what he's digging at, Shane, is is, and, and it's early. It's it's way too early to kind of you know make any bold yeah. statements, but. Who who helped themselves with with coaching changes and and is Arkansas helping themselves by not making a coaching change? Do we, do we got more or less confidence in Arkansas, A and M, Mississippi State? What's your thoughts? I got more confident Mississippi State right now, Mike. Yeah, um, I, I I think that was just a home run hire. That's somebody that's going to be a. I mean, it's going to be a complete. 180 from from what we've seen this season. Mississippi State still has a ton of talent. I don't think they lose a lot of it. You know, some of these te- that Texas A&M. That's what I worry about. Arkansas, Texas A&M is what what does it look like? You know, when that portal officially opens up. You know, we're talking about the quarterback potentially gone at Arkansas. You know, we've already got one quarterback gone at Texas A&M. So I still think that they're going to have a lot of talent, but they got a tough. They're going to have a tough schedule, a tougher road. I just I don't know something about that Mississippi State. I think. I think that's a team that picks up 
steam uh, a little bit closer, uh, you know, once we get through the offseason here. Yeah, and Mississippi State, it's that's that may be the right answer, Shane, given how awful they were at times last year. Um, I mean, I, I know they beat Arkansas, so we got to give them credit for that. But I don't know. I feel like if, if they played 10 times, I feel like Arkansas, as awful as they were in that game, I, I still feel like they'd win more than, than the others. So you make some good points. Mississippi State, great answer. But I'm going Texas A&M, Shane. Yeah. We got rid of Jimbo. Thank goodness. We've been <laughs> clamoring for that for some time. Uh, I just think Mike Elko, as long as he could keep that roster together, that now that's key. I mean, they, yeah. there could be a mass exodus. I don't think there will be, but there could be. Uh, if he could keep this thing together, I think I'm buying in to Texas A&M, all that talent. And M- Mike Elko, I just I believe is is just one hell of a coach. No, I, I agree with that. And I'm I'm basing mine a little bit more off expectations. I just think the expectations are going to be higher in College Station because we all know what it can be. And and Mississippi State's just kind of I, – I feel like it's not going to be long before they're back to the eight to nine wins, you know. So right. you, you, you're going to do that in that levy system. And then all of a sudden we're, we're crowning him as potential SEC coach of the year. You know, they're not going to – they're not going to crown Elko with nine wins as – you know what I'm saying? So I, I just mm-hmm. think that there's just a little more upside with them Bulldogs. Now, Trey's other question, Shane – did Cousin Shane return your security deposit uh, <laughs> that we all know he made you pay? <laughs> Hell no. That's why I told him I was late, you know. I've been cleaning up his crime scene you left behind. <laughs> Let's take a little break from the show to let you know we're presented by my bookie. Head on over to mybookie.ag today. And don't forget to use that promo code, that S-E-C, that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C, over at my bookie. And they're willing to give you an instant 50% initial deposit bonus up, up to 1000 bucks today. You sign up for a new account at mybookie.ag today. This is the number one way to help this podcast stay independent. Please, please help support the podcast. Take advantage of this offer. And you can just throw 50 bucks in there, 100 bucks, whatever you got. Head on over to mybookie.ag today. Sign up, new account using promo code that SEC. There's a link in the show notes. Click that link, sign up, use that promo code that SEC. We would really, really appreciate it. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co. And use promo code that SEC T H A T S E C for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game time is the place for the last minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. 
Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, how about this one from Noah, Shane? Uh, Again, it's kind of a similar question is, but uh, confidence level, Mike Elko, Jeff Lebby turning around their programs and, and how much more difficult is that with Oklahoma and Texas coming into the league? So, uh, I, I, you know, who, who you got more confidence in to, to turn this ship around, Mike Elko at A&M or Jeff Lebby at Mississippi State? I think they're both in really good situations, but again, back to kind of what I said on the last one, I think Elko's closer to the finish line than than Levy is. You know, we're 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 gonna need some recruiting, man. We're gonna need some some depth charts. You know, when you're talking about potentially and you know, nobody wants to talk about it, but 10, a 10 game SEC schedule is probably around the corner here, you know, so it may not be this year, but you're recruiting for it. You know what I'm saying? So the right. seasons are going to get a little bit longer. There's going to be some more games and, and to, to counteract that you're going to have to have depth. And I just think call it, I think Texas A&M builds that depth quicker. And, uh, so yeah, if I'm leaning more successful quicker then uh, yeah, obviously I'm going to go Texas A&M. Yeah. How, how about this uh, comment from Ross? Shane got my koozie in the mail today, and my wife said, "Do you have a cousin in Nashville?" <laughs> well, you do now, so I appreciate you, Ross. It's awesome. Yeah, I've got a few. It's like, hey, I need a, I need to fire off that email. You know, it's like, well, yeah, if you've already done the legwork, take a screenshot of the YouTube subscription and uh, your Spotify or your Apple. Which I appreciate ever. Oh, well, let me finish what you're supposed to do. <laughs> That's probably why they they lose it. They just take the screenshot, but you then you email that to that SEC podcast at gmail.com and then Michael sends you a koozie. Just be sure to put your address in there so he knows where to send it. <laughs> but uh well, I don't know where I was going. Oh, the Spotify thing. I, I appreciate everybody tagging us. Those, you know, it's really cool seeing those listeners come around. And uh, I was checking mine out today too. You know, actually, my kids the one that first told me about it. She's like, "Who do you listen to the most?" And uh, damn, you'd be surprised. That SEC podcast is right up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this uh, question from Malcolm Shane? Uh, or excuse me, Patrick. KJ wants to know. Where you know they're all curious where he's going to go. I mean, hopefully, I think he's he he will stay. But you know, maybe he doesn't. And Patrick had had a great observation, Shane. Given that uh, Jay nails what he was able to do for Brian Kelly and company at LSU, how about KJ to LSU? Do you think they could turn him into a Heisman type contender? KJ Jefferson at LSU. What what's your thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's just a system, you know, and I think what Daniels did, I mean, it's it's going to be, man, that'd be a tough act to follow. You know what I'm saying? I would be <laughs> real with you. Like, do you really want to be the, the guy that comes in after Nick Saban to coach Alabama? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I, I think that's kind of the scenario you'd be rolling into. And then naturally there's – is as good as I think KJ Jefferson can be, he he'll not be Daniels. So I, I think that would be a terrible move. But can he be successful? Absolutely. I think they've got the pieces. They'll always have the playmakers. They'll always have an offensive line, which he's not had in a while. But I want right. to reverse it on you, Mike. You know, because instead of focusing on KJ leaving, 
we got we we got Bobby Petrino up here now, and and we all know that this is kind of a like last year back against the wall. Sam Pittman is up against that damn jukebox, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so how does, in your opinion, for a quick turnaround like that? Because what what are some things you're looking for in this off season to kind of catapult? Arkansas and and what, before you get into that, I love the schedule. I I think out of all the SEC teams, they've got one of the most favorable schedules here, and they've got an opportunity to kind of win back the fan base here. But what do they need to do to 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 complete that? Well, I think number one, Shane. Now, I think they potentially nailed the offensive coordinator hire. That's that was looming large, but they got to fix the offensive line. I mean, mm-hmm. I. Again, I, it's hard for me to believe that a Sam Pittman coach team, the offensive line is this bad. So yeah. we got to get that resolved. Uh, we got to get the quarterback situation resolved, whether it's KJ or someone else. But whoever that is, Shane, and I don't even know how attractive of a spot Arkansas is until they surround him with better receivers mm-hmm. because they've got some great running backs. And yeah. and I, I don't know if Rocket Sanders, he's – you know, if he's go to the NFL transfer, I don't know. There's there's rumors he may transfer too. He just got banged up. Uh, but they have four right now current great running backs. So I, they're good at running back. Luke Haas, the the standout freshman tight end. He just mm-hmm. said, "Hey, I'm back for year two. So they got a a great tight end, but they need receivers, Shane. So yeah. Um, and again, it's not like they're they're awful, but getting separation seemed to be a real issue for Arkansas mm-hmm. receivers. So. The last couple of years, they've been getting guys via the portal. They've got to do it again, and uh, that may be tough because, yeah. you know, they elevated the uh, Kenny Guyton, the the receivers coach, to interim offensive coordinator, and I I don't know. He may come back, but usually when you promote someone to a you know a coordinator role and then you kind of take that away, usually that means hey they're gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, th- and that's not a criticism of him coaching the receivers, but. I think the way they look at it is like, well, you know, I, I'm I don't want to be a receivers coach forever. I want to be a coordinator, yeah. and, and you didn't give me that opportunity, so I'm going to look elsewhere. So I I All don't right. know that he'll be coming back or not. That's me speculating. But we need uh, we need some receivers, and and number one, we have got to fix the offensive line. If we fix the offensive line, I think we're cooking, man, with Bobby Petrino and, and hopefully KJ Jefferson under center. Let's let's low res, man. Well, your your video quality is like is is oh, it looks like you got Vaseline on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, is it that bad? It's all right. We'll we'll get it fixed. I I know what the problem is, and and it, it the the solution is already on the way, but it's just it's not there right now. My bad. It's all good. Uh, I, we only got one more question here, Shane. So okay, the low res Shane <laughs> potato video. <laughs> <laughs> They're they're saying Shane's on dial up, uh, but Michael Rally, Florida fan, he, he's the guy that called us from the wedding cursing. Uh, yeah. He wants to know if Florida's going to have enough guys to field the team next year. Hashtag Billy Ball. So, uh, <laughs> oh, citizen says uh, AI Shane is is botting again. <laughs> oh, I think we may have lost cousin Shane for good now. He is frozen as can be. Oh, wait, there he is. Is that better? It's a little bit better, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. 
They're saying you're trying to protect your eye. No, it's it's much better. I don't know what you did, but it but it's fantastic now. Yeah, we'll start over. Uh, well hey buddy i i guess that that's all i really got on this episode (laughs) of the show now that we've got you fixed now they got crystal no it's this damn router i've got so i've been using yours i don't think that thing's because i I, i've got the fiber optics coming in so i know it's it's got fast but i just connected to the one next door and it seems to be doing better so i'll just i'll do that henceforth or just get a new router or something i'll figure it out yeah this is you're you're an eight eight bit and they're used to 4k so that, that's what it is <laughs> yeah they're moving closer to the tv yeah i yep. get it yeah oh, sorry I, about that and you know what we need to do shane we, I, and, and this is on me I, I need to be doing a better job but uh i need to be throwing out the uh the hotline number a lot more particularly when we get you know the SEC championship game, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, Bobby Petrino gets hired, things of that nature. So 615-965-5152. And, and again, we'll be tweeting about it all Saturday. We'd love to get some reactions, whether you're a Georgia or Alabama fan or not, and, and all bowl season long, uh, you, you know, the callers really add something to the show, uh, particularly when they're the more upset, the more emotional, the better on these call-in lines. Yeah. You know Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And, and leading up to it, you know, I think that'd be pretty cool too, to maybe play some video or some audios or even videos. If you want to send some videos, that'd be cool too. We can incorporate it in our uh, live show before game, you know, kind of like the old, what the, the game day, of wish version, you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, buddy. Well, Hey, uh, if you if you listen to the audio, we'll kick it over to uh, the Ty Richardson clip now. Well, we got one of our favorites here, Ty Richardson, co-host of the Morning Rush, program director, ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line. Busy, busy time for you, Ty. What's up, brother? Mike, it's good to hear from you, man. I'm making it to your neck of the woods tomorrow on a direct flight out of northwest Arkansas. I got a little nice Arkansas <laughs> backdrop with a waterfall. A little uh, stay at this end tonight, getting ready for this Arkansas-Duke game. I mean, you got the Petrino news, the NIL sub. The best game in college basketball outside of what's going on in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It is a wild, wild last 24 hours for Razorback sports. Yeah, I, I'm wearing the Razorback shirt just for you, Ty, just so you Let's know go. that. But, hey, I, I obviously want to talk Razorbacks with you, but um, I, I have to ask because this I had a lot of Mizzou fans ask me when we get you back on the line. You said you'd quit. If Mizzou beat Arkansas, have, did you did you turn in your notice or what, anything? What upset is most likely to happen for Arkansas next year? LSU, Alabama, or Missouri? Oh gosh, I, I, I had I had to throw them under the bus. Right oh there. gosh, if if they lose to Missouri at home, you might as well. I'm not coming back to do radio after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay at home and never do it again. I honestly think. I did play that audio soundbite. I admitted on air this week that Missouri is a better football program than Arkansas, and we're going to chalk that up to uh, insanity. Um, pleading, pleading that's in the case. And uh, the, the reality is, and I, and I, I kind of looked at the record, and basically, you throw out everything prior to 2012, in my opinion, when it comes to these two, because Arkansas is clearly a better program pre 2012. But this new era of college football is not about that, right? We got a new SEC starting next year, new college football playoff format starting next year, NIL, transfer portal. The old age is gone, and Arkansas better hope that they get with it. Or, To be honest, 
they're going to keep losing Missouri. Again, the better football team. And I hate saying that. It stings, it stings me to say that. But all you Mizzou fans listening, it's the reality, unfortunately. Yeah. So any surprise that uh, Sam Pittman is returning? Because it, it certainly seemed like the fan base was uh, ready to move on. And, of course, the fans don't make the decision. But uh, initially, Hunter Yurichek came out and made that decision. How surprised were you? I wasn't that surprised, to be honest, after the initial, as you mentioned, uh, statement following the FIU game. Just didn't help himself. I mean, you got reams by Missouri, 48-14. to 14, Embarrassing loss. Offense didn't show up. Defense did for a little bit. I mean, there was five turnovers. What are they supposed to do? I mean, you're just not going to hold a team to, down that has a guy like Luther Burden and Cody Schrader. That might be, honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this, the best wide receiver running back duo in the conference, which is just so weird. But I mean, give credit to Schrader. He's going to win the Burlesworth Trophy this coming Monday night. And uh, maybe it was last, last, whatever the case, he's going to win it. Uh, and then Burden is one of the best wide receivers in the SEC. He had like, even in their losses to LSU, Georgia had like 200-something yards and a touchdown. He's unbelievable. So, yeah, he didn't do himself any favors. But now they have a chance to get something back going with this Bobby Petrino hire. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a home run from a uh, just a on-the-field standpoint, but it sure was to the fan base it felt like taking these calls all morning. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's where I wanted to go. Obviously, um, I, I can't believe. I mean, I knew he was popular when he was there, Bobby Petrino, but now that he's officially back, uh, I, I have been surprised. It seems like Pittman's got the goodwill again. Uh, it seems like the fans have done a 180. Does that surprise you at all? So he, two, three years ago, he apologized to the Little Rock Touchdown Club, which is a big money booster. I'm sure there's one in Nashville, Knoxville, various other SEC towns. And they, Dave Basil does, has done a great job. They've gotten some big names there. And some people in central Arkansas took that as, as, as a pretty contrite moment for him. And I think, again, he didn't necessarily apologize to Northwest Arkansas, previous members of his staff the entire fan base or whatever, but he did that. I wouldn't say he teared up, but he was close. And I think it's also been, I mean, that was 20, April 4th, 2012, or April 1st, 2012. I mean, it's 10 plus years. You got to wonder, it's the balance, right? There's the morality issue. There's the fact that he, <laughs> he hired someone and basically superseded all these other things issue. And then there's also the issue of, well, he wins football games, or he is thought to be a winner at this point. So you're, you're, it's a convoluted, complicated matter. And this fan base, there is not a move that Sam Pittman could have made this offseason from an addition, from a key, retaining someone, from another offensive coordinator, this NIL announcement. All this stuff is blown out of the water by this Petrino news. And I would say probably 80% positive, 20% negative. If they have success, it's going to shift dramatically, and I would almost say there's basically no blowback to this hire to the, at, if it gets to that point, Mike. Yeah, and, and do you buy any of uh, the narrative that, hey, I mean, Arkan, let, let's call it what it is. I mean, he he kind of, rail, I don't know if railroad is the right word, but he derailed Arkansas football when it was at its best in the, in the SEC history. Uh, any, any motivation that Bobby Petrino will have to kind of kind of right the ship because it's just not been the same since he uh, got dismissed. Man, I hope so, Mike. 
because there is that that is an idea that has entered my thought and he's talked about not just publicly but apparently privately how much he enjoyed his time at Arkansas and I do wonder when Sam Pittman initially hired Dan Enos if there was an idea that he possibly wanted that job at the time as well I think for him you have a chance as you said to right your wrongs right I mean you figure this thing out after a four and eight season everyone's gonna love you again even the people that you may have wronged on I say that not everyone most everyone will love you again if you get it to that point you have a chance again the vindication concept it is so prevalent in sports and it doesn't happen often where someone's able to come back after um, being terminated. I mean, this is so rare. This is such an odd occurrence, but he's got that opportunity and I hope he makes the most of it. I'd be lying if I'm sitting here on a Wednesday at the end of November telling you it's going to work because I don't even know who the quarterbacks could be. There's reports out right now that KJ Jefferson centering the portal. I thought he was going to leave prior to Petrino. This almost solidified. How I thought he was going to leave. So they got to get a QB because then they don't have a QB. It doesn't matter if he's an offensive genius or not. They ain't going to work in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. So what do you make of all that? This, the KJ News 24-7 Sports reported he's in, entering the portal. He says, hey, you're not so fast. Haven't made a decision. Uh, do do Arkansas – I've been seeing some mixed stuff, Ty. I'm kind of shocked. Some Arkansas fans, you know, maybe, maybe they're just – their heart's broken that this is even – you know, being out there, but they seem like ready to move on from KJ, which I think is asinine. But uh, what's your thoughts on, on KJ potentially leaving? And and particularly, I mean, I, I would think a handful of SEC schools would, would do everything they can to, to add KJ Jefferson. Yeah, and I don't know if Jeff Levy's hired as offensive coordinator. I think conventional thinking would bring up Kendall Browse as a possibility, leaving Fort Worth to go work with his brother-in-law. And KJ, if that happens, I think ends up at Starkville. That report you mentioned said South Carolina, Dow Loggins connection. Uh, go play for Shane Beamer, who just brought in a transfer quarterback in Rattler. I uh, I think that if Bobby Petrino thinks it can work, then I'm going to trust his judgment over my own. I thought KJ was gone after this year, the last couple of weeks, and got to transfer to another school. But if Petrino's willing to say, listen, I can work with this guy. I, I can make it work. We saw what he did with Lamar Jackson in Louisville. We've seen Louis other do other stops. He's had good quarterbacks in Arkansas before. If he's willing to put his reputation and this football team's destiny in the hands of K.J. Jefferson, then so am I. I just don't think it's going to play out that way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there have been a couple Razorbacks hit the portal, Ty. Any of these guys uh... – or which one do you think is the biggest loss here? With Chris Paul, Sam Mbake, Jordan Crook, um, which one do you think hurts a team the most next season? I think it's Paul, man. I love watching that kid's play. He plays with an energy. His dad was about as vocal for Sam Pittman as it gets. I don't know what's happened this last week. I don't know if this was a last or a quick decision, um, and I don't know if Petrino changes that. I don't know if he's trying to get more money. With everything going on, you just don't know unless. A kid tells you, and I don't think he's going to do that. So I'm really curious to see where he ends up. That's an SEC linebacker. He'll probably stay, I think, within the SEC. He's a Georgia kid. So I'd say Chris Boo Paul, Mike, is the one that maybe stings the worst right now. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you react to this, so I know you're already looking ahead to it, Ty. You are no fan of them Texas Longhorns, which will, there'll be an SEC team here very soon, but Arkansas gets to host Texas once again November 16th. 
let's say Bobby Petrino, that's a home run hire. They they correct the issues on the offensive line and Arkansas gets cooking. What kind of anticipation do you anticipate for uh, for that big game in Fayetteville? I mean, Clint Ears seems like he's coming back, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the case. I mean, Texas is going to be – I know SEC fans listening right now, and I, I bet we have some Oklahoma and Texas fans listening. The idea that Texas is just going to come in the league and dominate, I, I think it's a, is incorrect. But they're going to be good. And we saw what they can do walking into Tuscaloosa, Alabama, week two this year. We saw them – they should have won that game last year. So at that point, I would think that Texas – and they have, if I if memory serves me correct, they host Georgia – earlier the season, right? Yeah. So, they, I mean, they could be potentially trying to play for Atlanta at that point. And you have a chance in Arkansas, if it plays out like you're insinuating, to knock them off the pedestal as you did two years ago in week two. It's a much later game. It'll be cold, windy nine, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Hope you and Cousin Shane make it for that Tennessee game whenever that's announced. But I love it, man. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited for this next season. I was in a funk after the Missouri game. I was like, wake me up in 280 some odd days when they play in Stillwater in a game that actually matters. But this Petrino thing changed everything, not just for me, but I think a lot of fans. Yeah, and, and then uh, we don't talk much basketball on here, Ty, but I know you and Razorback Nation, they're fired up for this Duke game. So can you give me a quick prediction? Arkansas, do they do they beat Duke? They're only underdogs like four or five points. And I was kind of surprised by that, Mike. Listen, Tremont Mark, maybe their best player. His status is unknown tonight. Now, he's on some over-under player props. You can make of that what you will. I think for this basketball team, they got to play like they did against Purdue in that exhibition game, which they won. They played out of their mind defensively. Offensively, they weren't great, but they did enough. L. Ellis came alive in that game in the overtime. He had 21 against Duke, I think, last year when he was a Louisville Cardinal. So I think the key in tonight is not only them to pick it up defensively like they did against the Boilermakers. Ellis has got to play better than he has the last few games. If he has a great game tonight, there's a good chance that Arkansas wins. I'm riding high. Might as well. <laughs> Hogs are getting this thing done tonight, Mike. They're getting it done. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't pull back the fan base after what's happened in the last 24 hours. So you might as well just throw another positive thing in there. They'll get it done tonight. Yeah, you've never been wrong on this show. So I appreciate you, Ty. <laughs> we got to break this streak here. You know what? <laughs> oh, man. Mike, hopefully I'll see you the next couple of days, buddy, in Nashville. Absolutely. Before you go, Ty, real quick, can you tell people how can they follow you? How can they find your work? Well, regrettably, you can follow me on X at Ty Sports Radio if you want uh, stupid content. Like, apparently, I insinuated in the offseason with Mike at SC- and Shane at SEC Media Days. Uh, you can listen to the Morning Rush if you're an Arkansas fan from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas and hit that line.com. And hopefully uh, I'll be posting a picture of Mike and myself either eating some good barbecue with Hog fans or good pizza, one or the other Friday or at lunch. Any uh, closing thoughts uh, before we jump off the line here, brother? No, just uh, tomorrow. Pick them. We're gonna, are we picking officially or do you want to do that Friday? How's that? How do you want to play that? Hmm. Yeah, we should probably do it Thursday, Thursday night, don't you think? Like yeah, we always that's do. Fine. Yeah. All right, let's pick tomorrow. So we'll do our picks tomorrow. Jump on here. We'll be live, and 
maybe I'll be in high depth this time. You know, I don't know. I just <laughs> potato, you know. You may thumb it up over here. But at any rate, we'll be here at 7 o'clock. Be sure to jump on tomorrow. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some picks in. and uh, But get on the hotline because, again, I'd like to play those uh, Saturday uh, during pregame. I think that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, maybe, uh, maybe if there's something you'd like to tell Gary Danielson, you know, like you just <laughs> would like to say one last thing, you know, but try not to use too many cuss words or we can't use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tow that line for us. Uh, otherwise, I got to <laughs> edit these videos and I'm pretty bad at doing that. You know what? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, hey, I appreciate you as always. Appreciate all the viewers out there and, and listeners, uh, particularly those on the live show. Uh, but that's going to do it. And we'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.